You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. I want to give you something real, but I don't know where to start. Darling, let's make a deal. I want to give you my heart. I would trade anything for love. Hey, guys. Welcome to ISO The Buns Podcast. Uh, So first, some housekeeping news here. Uh, I think that I am going to take the month of December off. Well, I say off. We're not going to be releasing any episodes, new episodes in December. So uh, we'll be giving you a best of. But uh, I'm going to use the month to stockpile some interviews so that... uh, we can get content rolling again in the new year. Uh, aside from that, I hope your week has been going well. Uh, I hope you've been com- completing some trades. Uh, I haven't been, but uh, it's only because my other job is keeping me severely, severely busy. Anyway, uh, the interview this week is with our intrepid hosts of This Week in Buns, Laura and Oren. I realized that I didn't give them a proper introduction, so I figured I'd do it now. Anyway, speaking of them, time for This Week in Buns. This Week in Buns, we got quails. Yeah, just repeat that. We got quails, (laughs) not bragging. Uh, We also got a freezer full of dead bodies. Animals. It's animal bodies. Animals. Yeah, I shouldn't have said it that way. But bodies nonetheless. That's exactly. <laughs> and you and I have our biggest disagreement so far on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, this is Buns, ISO, a Buns podcast. And this is This Week in Buns. I'm Oren. And I'm a emotionally distraught and torn Laura. That's fine. <laughs> I could never be mad at you. No, that's all right. Maybe a little bit. And maybe you can speak to a bit of the theme of this week, because Buns kind of had a running th- theme of like three things. It did. So this week we had uh, dishwashers. Everybody needed a dishwasher. <laughs> Taxidermy, which we will get into later. And grandparents. Oh, this is so good. We and saw- that takes us to our first story that got over a thousand likes, which is Amazing. crazy amazing. She posts, anybody have grandparents or older individuals in High Park area that are looking for friends? My grandparents recently moved here and my grandmother is looking for a new friend in the area, especially in the early afternoon or during the week. So she posted this picture of her grandparents that are the cutest new to the city that are looking for chums and hangouts in the city. Which I think is just like the nicest thing. So if you thought that Buns was just for the youth, shame <laughs> on you, you ageist bush. And to, to sort of piggyback on that one, here's another great story. Oh. Uh, it comes from Jasmine, and I'll read this in my best German accent. Okay, let's hear it. Buns, meet my sweet Oma Elfried. I'm looking for a German-speaking student to provide companionship to my adorable grandmother. Elfried lives in a retirement home in the Angen Millwood area, and she suffers from dementia. Yeah. <laughs> she loves children, getting her nails done, eating cookies and other sweets, and giggles often, mostly like, ah ha ha. 
she suffers from she responds and interacts well with anyone who can speak her native tongue which is german unfortunately i do not have such skills i we have a caregiver on each day so what i'm looking for is a german-speaking student to drop in get some hangout with her time and do the fun things and maybe dance and go unzi unzi with the beats in the club <laughs> but whatever looking for anyways that's enough anyway she's basically looking for someone oh my god to help out um to help out that's my uh that's my german accent but another another great story like um, (laughs) another great story story, you know just bring (laughs) it back down here um yeah it's it got a ton of love online and we're definitely hoping that yeah that she finds Elfried gets her yeah no i yeah Elfried. that was magic you're welcome um i'm gonna remember that forever um we got a couch dan mark's got a couch it's a cool couch, but uh, full disclosure, for real, it's going to smell like a dog. <laughs> Not trying to tell you how to live your life, but you're going to want to get it steam cleaned or something. This this is Buns at its most honest. At its most honest, but I think everybody would ap- appreciate it, you know? You're not going to come pick up your couch that you're trading your XYZ for, and it's a straight up dog couch <laughs> and my favorite part about this is that there's a picture of the couch but below there's a picture of the couch with a dog on it and the dog just like is like looking at the camera totally guilty it's like i'm sorry i stank up your potentially new couch um, but what i do love that i think people are generally pretty honest on buttons in terms yeah. of hey i'm selling this jacket it has like a rip in it in the elbow mm-hmm. um this one kind of fits small it's about like i think people give enough information to for the most part yeah give you the because i also think that it's because it is a community of people who is based on honesty yeah that you kind of have to be you know yeah you gotta be transparent yes especially on this because then not it's not like you can hide behind anything because your literal profile is up (laughs) unless you went to the trouble of making a fake profile Ooh, sounds like a lot of work work. yeah (laughs) okay time for to get into this disagreement but hang nina hang nina true uh any candy corn enthusiasts out there craving a free handful of candy corn i'm i made a candy corn on the cob and these are the leftovers and i saw this and i was like yo i would jump on this immediately because i love candy corn yo you know how much i love candy uh, you're obsessed i am candy corn is trash Ooh, no! it's so trash corn. no no stop this first of all <laughs> she made a candy corn on the cob yeah are you kidding me if i showed up to a party and someone's like here is a candy corn on the cob the level of disrespect that what? shows i this, think it's a great sheer, idea oh my god i love candy corn right after airheads airheads <laughs> and candy. yo those are totally different categories <laughs> <laughs> one's a little bit waxy another one is made of pure wax <laughs> All right, candy waxy corn, candy corn is a garajos and <laughs> and I'm not trying to be trendy like because it's kind of been kind of kind of trendy to hate on candy corn. That's ridiculous. I have always hated this garbage. <laughs> it is so disgusting. Is that how you describe it? It's waxy. Of course, it's waxy. You wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't, you wouldn't call candy corn waxy? I guess. Maybe. I mean, it has whack right in the title. Yeah, this thing is whack. <laughs> Remember that? Remember when whack was a word? I do. I still use whack a little bit. Do you? Do you really? Yeah, that's whack. I guess that's the most basic way to use it. Oh, but man, the candy corn debate will always continue. All right, John. We'll agree to disagree, I guess. Moving on. Um, how about a shout out from um, from the Native Men's Residence? 
it reads, we are sending a shout out to the Buns community and Jay Burns, a person, for their generous donation to our homeless shelter this past Saturday. Many blessings to all of you during the holiday season. Oh, so wonderful. Just a, a beautiful shout out. Buns helping out the indigenous male community that needs uh, some assistance. Another uh, sort of bi biggie pack piggyback or backpack i tried to combine them but that it's really okay. didn't even work um so we have uh, mary she's an algonquin woman um from the algonquin a word i can't pronounce first nations i'm sorry um and she is uh has a small business where she makes custom dream catchers so that they're bohe bohemian but still maintain the traditional teachings from her heritage Love it. she's got um uh, like her Facebook uh, page for it and she's uh, accepting trades so I thought that was a great uh, sort of thing to uh, support it might be something to hopefully she got her application in to be yeah uh, oh we should probably plug that too the mm. uh, I don't we don't have the details but no I already Buns Flea December 3rd oh you remember oh yeah oh, or no 11am right it's a daytime thing yeah, day, daytime thing and it's going to be at the glaston hotel like it sort of always is yeah which is great. oh that's great that that's like the venue that they're keeping it at yeah. cool cool place guys cool cool place okay i got uh another thing that i thought was just the sweetest so there's a post for baby buns is your little kid like mine and needs some noises to snooze to so she's got this little sleep sheep and it plays noises for babies to fall asleep to and that kind of got me thinking i'm like orin yes. do you need noises to fall asleep do you just pass out when you're tired like what's your like how do you fall asleep uh, for the most part i need nothing but there are times when a alcohol helps okay. uh, <laughs> get a little bit yeah, yeah. a little bit tips there um but when i'm really sort of struggling with it um i listen to a podcast called dan carlin's hardcore history yeah it's these three-hour epic podcasts but i put it just three right hours yeah they're intense something like five hours too they're they're really intense um so you just kind of do really full lot of information and i just like it's like good storytelling you just kind of fall asleep oh nice yeah you so I've kind of dabbled in a bunch of different things. <laughs> in my past, um, I just would crush an, a Bob Ross episode. And I think we all know, some people don't know Bob Ross. Actually, I booked this guy recently. I saw a picture, like we were like having this like get together. And this guy had a picture up of him being Bob Ross for Halloween. Awesome. And I said to him, I was like, oh my God, you like Bob Ross? And I like started getting into Bob Ross with him. And he's like, I actually don't know him very well. I just want, I was like, you are not allowed to be Bob Ross for Halloween and not have any idea about his true soul. Okay. Yeah, that's a tough one. Is he still alive? No, he died. Oh, he used to be a drill sergeant. I know so much about Ross. Sorry. Uh, I used to be a drill sergeant in the army. And then he used to yell all the time. And once he quit the army or retired, he was like, I'm never going to yell again. And so if you know Bob, Bob Ross, like, we're going to paint just a, a happy little tree. And it's like the brush strokes against the canvas is what gets me. Okay. <laughs> but more recently, it's been ASMR. Which you just yeah you know AS, about it, but. you obviously don't have no idea what ASMR is. Everybody knows what ASMR is. It's a it's a great great thing. Oh no, I'm not gonna know what the the acronym for it is. Uh, like audio sensory meridian response. There it is, and it's when like the back of your neck gets like kind of tingly and like really relaxed and you just go like like relaxed but it's based on little noises so it could be someone whispering like hi welcome to the uh you know what i have heard of this <laughs> welcome to the uh, crystal shop 
Or it's like that's everybody's going to be ASMR that's, triggered right that's, now. That's the most annoying thing when people have that really low range of volume when you're trying to talk to them. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, that that, sucks. That's what's triggering me right now. <laughs> anyway, so I just thought I'd ask you uh, what really gets you sleeping? What gets you sleeping? <laughs> Quails. 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 This was an amazing amazing post that was uh, put up today. This woman just came home and her man's bought her a couple quails, two bucks a pop. And she's looking for quail feed as if that's a specific thing, but it is. And one thing Oren really loved about this was the comments, but goddamn, I just got captured by that picture. There's a two quails. I didn't, I actually didn't know what a quail looked like real up close like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the uh, the comments are great as well. Basically, we find a lot in the comments here. We find out that she got them because her boyfriend brought them home. Yeah, and it cost two, two bucks, bucks a pop. pop. That's that's the going rate for quails right yeah. now. And I mean, there's more information in the comments as well. But listen, <laughs> listen, oh, listen, Linda, Linda, honey, listen. I need to I need to get some quails. Yeah, from my condo balcony. <laughs> I think they're a great new, the Basically. hot new accessory. Yeah, I wonder if you can have, what's a bylaw against having? <laughs> what's the bylaw? Against having like a... NIMBY, not in my backyard. Yeah, exactly. Your next door, like, balcony neighbor's going to be like, <gasps> getting quails or having hens. I mean, I was like, hell impractical, but you know what? I might need to mess with that. <laughs> I need to mess And then have my condo board kick me out. Yeah, literally. You wouldn't want that just because $2 a pop on a quail. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. spends $8 on quails, get kicks out of his apartment. <laughs> um, yeah. we, have a, we have a great story from, um, obviously, a bit of a sad time. Tragically Hip lost their, uh, lost their lead singer. Gordowney. And Gordowney. And, um, R.I.P. But there's a great, a great story on Buns this week. It says, I is so a lucky fan. And her friend is a photographer. And there's this great picture of a fan on stage sitting down mm-hmm. and Gord Dowdy basically singing over him. Oh, like, man. Like, he's like, imagine playing Duck, Duck, Goose. Oh, and, he, and, he, and you get the one that gets Goose mm-hmm. and he looks like he's doing that, but singing. <laughs> but singing behind him. It's a really wonderful picture and they're trying to find out who who this person is. Oh, if, if it, it might be in Hamilton. It is such a lovely photo because the expression on the guy's face who realizes what's happening oh. is... Of nothing but pure, pure, sexy joy. Oh, I oh, love that. Love. Oh, love. I really hope that photo gets found. Uh, I might have to take that pic and Photoshop my face. <laughs> Being uh, sort of caressed and sung to by Gore Downey. One of my fantasies. Just kidding. I don't know who he is. Just kidding. Of course I do. Uh, okay. <laughs> so many taxidermy stories this week, and we're giving them all to you here. <laughs> Uh, da, 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 da. You know what's exciting? What's exciting? Taxidermy. <laughs> okay. Now, this is my personal opinion. Um, I can't shake. Uh, I can't, like, disconnect taxidermy from being a serial killer's hobby. That's just my own personal thing. Um, from Psycho, when I watched it when I was younger, the shower scene didn't freak me out. It was the fact that Norman Bates had taxidermy all up in his office. Also, this one episode of Crystal, Crystal Mines. Criminal Minds that sticks out to me is the serial killer that took people's eyes for his taxidermy. So it's just stuck in my mind. But they're definitely not attached. But they totally could be. But they're probably not. That's just in my own head. <laughs> um, but Sarah Downing. Taxidermy trade. 
I'm doing a freezer clean out and I have a few things to pass along. PM if you're interested. So she's got a freezer filled with dead animals. Yeah, she's a little bit too uh, casual with that. Yeah, a little, a little bit, bit too cavalier with what she's saying right now. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I just got dead things. No, don't act like it's weird. I got dead things in my freezer. Whatever. It's Although, not weird. To be, to be fair, if you have meat in your freezer, you also have dead things in your freezer. Just not, not the same. Not, not the same. Not right? the same because your purpose is to eat that. That's like for human necessity, not to stuff things to keep them. Human necessity. The vegans that listen to this podcast, yeah, gonna, all three of them are going to yeah. be angry as shit with you. All three of them. You mean all three million of them? Oh, it's a trend, Orin. No, no, it's not a trend. It's something that we should. It's a lifestyle. Oh, yeah, we should do it. Yeah. I <laughs> got weird. Oh, okay, another taxidermy story for you because I'm loving them, <laughs> as you can tell. So Emily, taxidermy buns. Like what? There should be its own zone for this as a side note. <laughs> Um, my beloved lovebird passed away this morning, most likely from old age. Most likely. Okay, we're not positive. It's a cause of death. She was so lovely. It would be amazing to preserve her beauty and memory. I asked someone who wants to practice their skills to treat and preserve her properly. So there's two photos that have been posted with this post. The first one is this little lovebird fully alive, sitting on its little perch. The second one is the lovebird now sort of wrapped in a pink cloth, clearly deceased. Okay, and you, Orin disagrees. You think clearly, regardless if I disagree or not, <laughs> I just don't think it's that dead. It is okay. I have walked by dead birds on the street. I know what a dead, limp animal looks like. My cats put enough mice in front of our doorstep. Birds do not lie down. I think that that's something we can all agree on. Okay. I mean, that might be a blanket statement, and I would hate to be a bird racist, but all birds lie down. Don't lie down. Sorry. So this bird is 100% dead. So, right. And it's eye- it just looks lifeless. Like, you see the photo of it alive. You see the photo of it dead. And one looks cheery and alive. The other one looks of death. So <laughs> it just, it's another great bun story for you. Taxidermy is really trending right now. So if you want to hop on it, now's the time. Um, okay. This is a great uh, game that I think Orin and I need to play. Uh, we're not going to play this we're game. We're never going to play this game. Um, so Carolyn made a mistake. Bunsies, I made a mistake. That's how she intros it. I bought a game from Amazon on a whim. She unshrink wrapped the package and realized that this game was not for her. Let me tell you what this game is called. It's called Disturbed Friends. The game that this game should be banned. Okay. Yeah, we uh, we went online to sort of see this website. Yeah. And um, she's asking for what two games? What's her ISO? Yeah, she's looking for um, two like board comparable like board games, um, a two decent a decent two player games like. Candelays, what? I don't even know. Sorry. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, Hive, Claustrophobia, Boss Monster, Mainframe Patchwork, the card version of Seven Wonders. I'm I'm letting you know right now. I I don't know any of those. This woman is deep. In in, her card game. Into the card board game game. You know what I mean? Like, I... Oh, my God, Orin. Look at the picture on this. Sorry, I just looked it up online. Oh, the picture on the back of this box 
is a man with a bunny hat on smoking a cigarette through the bunny mask which doesn't make sense in a speedo with a tattoo above his like sex lines that says disturbed so if you can get that mental image in your and he's got a home video cam in one hand and his hand grabbing his crotch with another both arms have full tattoo sleeves um <laughs> listen i think we've gone too far down this quote-unquote rabbit hole this looks this this game looks terrible it looks it looks terrible i think we're trying to hop on that whole crazy humanity sort of Oh, what's the weird thing you can do with yeah. your friends, kind of thing? Which I don't mind, but this this game looks like trash. Okay, I'm gonna. There's one card up here. Can I read you this one question? Uh, <laughs> you geez. gotta pick. Is so, it, wait, is it not safe for work? Uh oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Uh, yeah, no, no. This one is not. I don't think. I would die of embarrassment if my dad, if my best friend saw my dad. Dot dot dot. So you pick between these three, jerking off to photos of my best friend. Smoking crack while wearing a tutu or finger banging a cat. Yeah, see, like. Classic. Yeah, but like, here's what is a game's trash. Because it's not <laughs> even it's not even creative. It's just no. like really crude, yeah. right? It's not it's not fun. It's, I don't know. Finger banging a cat. Get out of here. I know. That's what? So it's, I don't. So, anyways. At least come on some plausible shit. You I know? know. All right. So, Carolyn, we understand why you wanted to trade this one. Yeah. And part of me hopes we just edit out that entire part. <laughs> <laughs> I really went down mm, about that rabbit yeah, description. Yeah. Let's end on a beautiful, happy note. Yeah. Or is it? Because we just want to let you guys know there's a cat that's been missing. Um, his name's Dusty. Dusty. Missing for about well, a few weeks now. And it's a, a tip was called in. And you're trying to find this cat. And so... We just want to make sure that we put out, um, we do our best to make sure you guys know. The cat was found! Oh! oh my God, it took like two weeks to find this cat. And it was You really had far. me there. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, they, uh, th this cat, this cat traveled very far. And the cat came back the but very the next, next two weeks. You know, the, you, know the song, <laughs> you know how the song yeah, goes. Was it yeah, it had a ton of shares. Mm -hmm. and, and then it reminded us, mostly me, of that 1992 classic movie, Homeward Bound, An Which Incredible Journey. I have never seen, although I watched a clip once you mentioned it. You know what? I'm going to be honest here, Oren. Yeah. And you might really, this might be like candy corn round okay, two. Okay. <laughs> I really dislike animal movies where their mouth doesn't move to the actual talking of the voice like this homeward bound i get it it's 1992 they don't have that technology yet it's not a cartoon it's live action that threw me first off but the dog and the cat their mouth doesn't move it's just like on them i'm like that's not okay. authentic okay Stop it. <laughs> you are clearly aware of the limitations of 92. This movie features Michael J. Fox yep. and Sally Fields. I know. That's a stellar. stellar Come on. Guy. The casting already is incredible. Yeah. And it's a great family movie. So I need you to not talk any bad words about this. 6.9% on IMDb. It probably has like 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. Hold on. 6.9? Yeah. Whoa. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that that is this week in Buns, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Oh, my God. So funny. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. So like I said at the top of this show, 
the interview this week is with Orrin and Laura. Uh, just kind of a get-to-know-you-better sort of thing, how I found them, you know, their experiences with buns, and uh, how they're enjoying doing This Week in Buns. I hope that uh, you guys check it out, and, uh, and if you didn't know, they're both comedians, and uh, you should go check them out live as well. Here it is. Hey Buns, welcome to the Buns Podcast. I feel like this episode has been a long time coming. Anyone who is a regular listener of the show knows that uh, This Week in Buns has been taken over by two hosts that... Uh, I don't know if they were properly introduced at any point before this, really, uh, other than like a f- short 30-second intro by myself. So I think the time has come to sit down and talk to Orrin and Laura. Hey, what's up? How's it going? It's good. So Fabulous. maybe we just start at the beginning. I, we, b- before we even get to Buns, because like, I just put the call out on the internet and I was like, any funny people on Buns want to want to do this thing and I got a bunch of replies and I kind of weeded through them. I knew Oren beforehand. We had met at a party of some sort. I don't yeah. even remember whose party. So I think I'm, I think it was Kathleen, Kathleen and, um, oh, what's her husband's name? I want to listen to this podcast. I'm going to get creamed. Oh, oh, uh, um, Staz. What Staz yeah, is? Paul. Th- Paul. Yeah. Paul yeah. Cat. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's where we initially first met. New Year's then, maybe? Yeah. Something along that. Yeah. yeah it, it was a good party. And then, I just remember you telling me about your band, and I was just following your band through Facebook instead of whenever you posted. And I think everyone has this on Buns. When your friend posts something on Buns, you get a notification. At least I do. I have that set up. Yeah, and so, I got that too. So that, so that came up. Yeah. So why don't we get into uh, life before Buns? What what like what qualifies you guys as funny people? How did how did <laughs> you know? Uh, Asking the tough questions, jeez. Yeah, tell tell me a joke. No, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you guys are. We can go one at a time. You guys are are comedians, but how did you get into doing funny things? Sure, yeah, I'll go. Um, it kind of. I mean, I think I've always been an entertainer, which has been great. Um, and so I've had this process of i i got out of school and i went to theater school so i was trying to be funny there and um i then got into like tour guiding which i thought was kind of weird but that allowed me to sort of make jokes well there's still a performance aspect to it one thousand percent i mean your audience is is uh grade eights so i'm not sure how well that scales to the rest of the world but what was cool too is that on those trips i would just tailor most of my material to the to the teachers right because then they knew like my my the rate at which people would rebook on my tours was really high, and a lot of it was because all my comedy was had that edge to it, which the, the parents and the teachers loved. So I love that. And um, soon thereafter, I started getting into stand-up comedy. So Toronto scene is a is a wonderful scene, um, easily the best in Canada. Just for laughs is in Montreal, but the best scene to always do comedy in, without a doubt, is in Toronto. So I've been stand-up for a while. Got into that through a buddy. Always wanted to do it. I'm a student of comedy, so I listen to a, a ton of. A, a ton of podcasts and it is a netflix special with a comedian in it i'm there so i've been doing that and um and improv and uh, telling jokes and i've been writing for things for as long as i can remember but comedy is kind of my mainstay and uh, i guess with podcasting and well yeah, as well part of me i um i was in radio for two years so being in radio yeah. a kind of gives you a voice for all this and gives you sort of a way in which all this sort of comes together and 
I don't think the two kind of come well together. I was really dissatisfied with radio. Sure. And podcasting was exactly what I thought would work. Well, it's kind of the way of the future anyway. I think that as people get more and more used to having things on demand, like let's forget about, you know, the spoken word medium or whatever, but with Netflix and, and like Google Music or uh, Apple Music or whatever it is, people just want to listen to or watch or whatever. They want to consume what they want to consume. Yeah. Right? When they want to consume it. They don't want to be constrained by, oh, it's on at three or whatever. And so I think that podcast, podcasting, it makes sense. It's like, you know, poised to replace radio in, you know, a certain regard because it's on demand. Yeah. And you get exactly what you want. And I also think it's the closest to getting comedian on demand because you can get music on demand from anyone, but to get funny on demand, I mean, Netflix does it, but to get the actual comedians itself, podcasting is easily, at least right now, the best medium for that. Yeah, yeah, right. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of these comedians have been doing it forever, right? Like you look at Mark Maron or uh, or Bill Burr or something, and they have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Yeah, so it just or and fucking the nerdist, right? Like yeah. it's just unbelievable. So I yeah, I think comedy was probably where this whole thing started. Podcasting. Well, I mean, there was iTunes U. They had like those uh, those uh, university courses. Yeah, yeah. But then I guess uh, for whatever reason, comedians just gravitated towards it, and it seems to work out pretty well. And you? How did you uh, make your way? Me, me. Um, I've always just been like one of those kids that's like, even like just an example of even like organized sports. Like I happen to go into swimming, which is like a total individual sport because every time I'd be like doing something sport related, be like, no, 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 we're not going to play the sport. We're going to watch Laura for the whole time. <laughs> um, so I like always kind of loved being like the center of attention. Right. Um, and I did like, you know, like the juke, my parents got like really tired of me, like being silly all the time. So they like put me in like improv camp and like all that kind of stuff. And, uh, then in like university I did, uh, <laughs> oh, hello. Um, in university I did, uh, so it was in a sketch troupe. So I did sketch comedy for like three years. We did stand up there and a bit of improv. Yeah. And then when I finished university, I did, uh, I've been, this is like a year and a half ago now. I've been with my improv troupe, so I've been doing pretty much strictly improv with the kids' table, and it's so much fun. Like I'm, it's like a definitely a different craft than stand-up. For sure. Which I want to get more into now. And I just launched my little like comedy account that I uh, like have been put together, LDM Comedy. So I'm like building like a YouTube channel and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I I'm definitely more a, a fan of stand-up only because I'm exposed to that more, mm. but. It, they're both funny in in their own right, but it definitely is a very different oh, bone yeah. because you know you you if you're a fan of podcasts, obviously these comedians go on forever about how they hone their craft and and do their act and whatever. And the, you know the best ones have they're no accidents, yeah. Yeah. right? But the with with improv accidents are like the best part. Yeah. Like improv is crazy. Like when I do stand up, especially I'm like still new, but when I do my stand up, I like write the whole thing out, like word for word, memorize it, but then obviously it changes a little bit, but it's pretty much verbatim, like, what I've written. Mm -hmm. But, like, with improv, it's, like, go up and be silly, but half of your brain has to think about what's happening next, how can we progress the scene, the other half is thinking, okay, what, what's funny right now, and how, how's the crowd reacting to it? So it's a crazy, like, thing to do, but I love it. I love being silly up there. It just allows me to do it, so. And how do you think that, that uh, between the two of you, your crafts kind of... Uh, 
like how does it help doing the podcast because i mean i'm i'm not trained in anything funny whatsoever and so I knew that I wasn't the person to do the whole This Week in Buns thing because I think it needs a little bit more flavor. How do you think it helps you do that? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I think when you listen to, especially, 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 especially Laura, Laura is so, is so like free with everything. And like we do, we don't do much editing on the episode. So kind of what you get from Laura is kind of what you get. And she's definitely, at least our, our, we didn't really know what our roles would be kind of coming into this. And she's kind of been super free and open. Where I'm definitely more analytical, and yeah. and right. I I think I think in a way we kind of both see the world from a different lens, but ultimately it's all right. What's the joke here? Can we get this? Can we get to a place that's funny? My analytical side and her sort of free side kind of creates this fun. Dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Right. We got to stop making fun of that same cat, though. We got to. We probably got to keep going with that. Yeah. How's it been going, though? Because I know that you guys didn't know each other beforehand. I kind of just like smashed the two together, and I'm like, okay, go. And there was like literally no direction. You just kind of had to figure it out on your own. Have you been feeling okay? Yeah, she's pretty dope. Oh, nice. <laughs> Wait, with candles. Let's not forget. That's the yeah, best part. But basically, that day when you like introduced us, you dipped, and then Orin and I had like a whiskey tasting, essentially. Nice. Uh, you know what? You can call me whatever you want. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, I mean, obviously, I've never done anything like this before, and I, I don't really... I mean, I, I know how to control myself, but I don't know how to bring people together and be like, okay, you're a team now. Like, figure it out. But it seems like you guys have been able to do it. Yeah, and even more so, like, there's a pretty big age gap between the two of us. Like, there's, I think it's eight to nine years, so it's, it's almost a generational gap where there are certain things I just don't know. Well, that probably helps, though, right? It, it's it's the best. Oh, my God, that you don't know. I don't know. I don't know half the shit. And then I learned so much from Lauren. Really, like, culture things, cultural things. I'm like, whoa. Now I know. Because I'm, like, pretty out of the loop. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, no, no 80s references or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, anything. Or early 90s Yeah, references? there are a bunch of times on Binds where I'm like, oh, you, this is this. This is pretty cool. And she has no idea what it is. I'm like, oh, like, you totally missed that. You didn't get that in your childhood where... Obviously, I did. So, so it's fine. I mean, I think we. I think just. I think it's semiotic. I think I learned from you, and then you learned from me as well. You learned from me. Oh, Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, I can't recall anything specifically right now, which that doesn't really help my argument. But believe me when I say I've definitely learned from you. I understand it because my girlfriend is a lot younger than I am, and it's definitely definitely operates uh, in a different sort of generational stratosphere than i do for sure and so there's a lot of stuff where you know all these references go way over her head but you know now people will say like even just like whatever millennial slang is going on right now and i'm just like i don't know what that means and she's like how do you not know what that means like <laughs> come on old man so I, I i get where you guys are coming from uh is this was this your first podcast experience Mm-hmm. But I have uh, two friends that run a podcast 
Oh, wow. It's called Kill to Death. It's so fun. You're going to see girls from Bang Cross Church. Yeah. <laughs> you totally know, I guess. Yeah. But, um, and you go on, and uh, when you get there, it like, comes up with like a storyline together, and then you're a character in that sort of spectrum. You have to solve the mystery by the end of the, of the crime by the end of the episode. Wow. I'm actually doing it on uh, Saturday with them. It'll be my fourth episode with them, with uh, another improviser. Well, let's plug it. Where do we listen to this podcast? Nice. Check it out, guys. And you, Oren? Yeah, I mean, I had my own podcast for a bit, sort of uh, a few years ago when I was doing morning radio and on air. Um, I had been so, oh my God, I had just been so down about the way in which I thought radio was killing creativity, especially where I was at. And I was in Niagara Falls. Um, and I, yeah, my, the people I was around were really creative, especially my, my coworkers, my, um, my direct colleagues and my co-hosts. But outside of that, they were just really stifling that. So, I mean, I had access to a studio and I was like, you know what? I'll do my own podcast, talk about things that I want to talk to, talk about and talk to people I want to talk to. So it was great. I mean, I got some fun people in to the studio because it's a legit studio and people were coming in it felt very fancy um and it helped me a hone more of my podcasting skills and then hone more of my radio skills but it just sort of opened my eyes like i did an episode with a buddy of mine who um is a poker player and like a well-known poker player oh well yeah and so and he's made a ton of money like a, a good a good chunk of money more money than i think i'll ever see in my lifetime and he i asked him a question like hey man how do you how do you make a million dollars? How can I make a million dollars right now at poker? And like just from his mind, he's like, well, if you want to make a million dollars, you have to be willing to lose a million dollars. I was like, oh my god, that's yeah. something I would have never thought. And it just allowed me to talk to in cool, interesting people. And because I had a bit of a profile when I lived in Niagara Falls, yeah, because our morning radio, I got access to some really fun and cool people. So um, that was my sort of first podcast thing, and it wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. It was right. definitely more like. Oh, let's talk about analytical smart or and and it felt it felt a little dry at times, but yeah. in the end I was very happy with it. And that was called what was I don't you know what? It still might be hanging around somewhere on, on iTunes. It's called Never Off Topic. Nice. You don't need to listen to it. <laughs> Check it out guys. Uh okay, so let's let's bring it back around to Buns for a second. How did you guys discover Buns? <laughs> it was inside you the whole time. <laughs> well, it sort of started. I we touched on this at the podcast a while ago, but I like got super into like kombucha, and I was like, "How can I make my own?" And I was like, "Where can I go to get a scoby without ordering it on Amazon?" And as we know, scobies pretty much live on buns. Mm-hmm. So uh, someone suggested like go look on buns. I was like, "Thanks." And I got sucked into this beautiful world. And I traded three cans of cream cheese for that scoby, and it was glorious. Nice, <laughs> nice. And that's how I discovered it. That's a good trade. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember how I got into it in terms of when I first heard about it, but the person who had co-signed me was a fellow comedian, Christina Hedlakowicz, and she's unbelievable, a wonderful comedian. And we were on set f- last year, I think, for a commercial shoot, and she's like, oh, no, I'll, I'll add you. And I was like, oh, great. Like, finally, it's my turn. And I've been hearing about it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that was a happy day when I got admitted to, to, to the Facebook group. That was, yeah, that was glorious. And have you guys made any, any big trades? Um, I don't know. 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 I don't know
Yeah, it's hard. I'm trying to look back at like my trade history and what, what's like the most memorable. I mean, for me, the ones that I remember the most are, are some of the people that I've met. Yeah. Like uh, Vanessa, who's one of the co-hosts of, uh, uh, of, of one of our shows. She does the Crystal Ballroom, uh, is now like one of, one of my very good friends. And I met her doing a Bunce trade. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it all came together. Uh, I traded her a uh, wristband for Fan Expo. Cool. She, she traded me a bunch of like food and groceries for when I was living my month on buns. And All right. Yeah, I lived for with no money for one month on buns. Oh uh, my God. And what uh, I made it. Yeah, I made it. I got. Uh, I did the month, and it was it was great. And I c- I probably could have done longer even. But I was happy to be done with it only because, like, I it's I think it's a much better tool to supplement, you know, like, to, to get extra things. Like, if you wanted toilet paper or groceries or whatever. But, like, there are certain situations where you might be out and about and you're like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to go buy food, right? Yeah. So, uh, but I think it's it's very possible to, to like, really help use buns to help you, uh, you know, adjust your means. Uh, in a certain way, but anyway, uh, she also came in because I through that experience I learned she was a tarot card reader. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of this year, she read my tarot cards for the first episode of the year. And before we were waiting for that interview, before I had keys to the office, we were locked out and we just got to talking. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm looking for something to do." Da da da. da. So we started talking about podcasts, and then we started the show. No. Crazy. Yeah. So that was for me. That was probably one of the most memorable trades because it's. You know, like we still, yeah, we're still buddies. So, it's um, awesome. I have said so many times, I want to do a collab episode with that girl. <laughs> with that girl. With that girl. <laughs> I want my tarot cards read so badly. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> it yeah. worked. It, it turned out pretty. Like we're gonna do a next year, the first episode of next year. We're gonna do another reading, and we're gonna review the first one to see how. So how accurate or not accurate it was. And my memory is a little bit fuzzy on it, but I feel from what I remember that it was like spookily accurate. And at the time it didn't seem plausible because it was like, it was a favorable reading. Like things were going to go well this year, but I was like, I don't know if I'm in a position for it to be actually going well, like as well as the reading was suggesting, but like things turned around and it's been pretty good. So that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, we're going to listen to it, and then we're... Listen back. Uh, yeah, we, we we don't have transcripts, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to listen back to it, and then we're going to, like, review it kind of, you know, point by point and see how how close it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got these boots from Buds. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, some, some Johnson & Murphy Chelsea boots, so... Yeah, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I feel like you've got uh, a foot that is not a normal sized foot. It's not. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Um, no, it's I'm at 12 and a half for my feet. So it's annoying. Yeah. You should also know that I have a I have a bit of a shoe thing. Oh, me too. I have easily 50 pairs of shoes and then I'd say 10 of them aren't worn. Like they're just still in the box. <laughs> yeah. And that's what that's like at my mom. My mom's house is storage of shoes for me. And I'm like, ugh. I, I'm the same way. I have I've 
pairs of shoes that I maybe wear once a year. Yeah. Just it's like for it's not even for occasions. It's just like it only works in certain circumstances. I'm with you. And so those shoes are only worn <laughs> under those cir- circumstances. Yeah, I'm thinking of buying two pairs of shoes if they're on sale. <laughs> 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 like it's, it's gotten kind of freaky, yeah. but I love them. I'm pretty meticulous with my stuff for whatever reason. My 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 shoes and my jeans especially. Like I have pairs of jeans waiting in the wings for when <laughs> a pair dies for the next. Yeah, there's like a lineup. <laughs> so you got your starting five. Pair, a pair of jeans is gonna come off the bench. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and it's always I'm always switching it up. Uh, but yeah, okay. So you guys have had some some buns experiences. What has been your favorite story so far? I mean, I know mine because I imagine you've covered a bunch, oh. even yeah. in the small time that you've done it, right? Yeah, and and even the ones that we edit out in terms of we just don't put on the air that we love. Yeah. I know my favorite one, my favorite. And I'm, I'm going to butcher the name, so I'm going to say it. But it was one of the record, it was like a record-breaking buns post where somebody posed for something. Um, basically, they had won tickets um, to a Jays game, mm-hmm. and one of the, one of the one of the kids was in a wheelchair. Um, and then they posted for Buns, like, hey, they have a, he has a brother. Does anyone have an extra ticket so the brother can go? It doesn't have to be, like, wheelchair accessible, whatever it is. But it's for this game. And, like, 14 minutes later, so I'm like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. You want anything back? Nope. I'm all good. Here, take these. And, I mean, I don't want to be picky. It should have been in Buns Helping Zone, not Buns Shooting Zone. But um, <laughs> it was it was a beautiful story. And, it's, you know, I touched your heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's good. Buns is, like... Every once in a while, and, and pretty frequently, I'd say, a story like that kind of crops up, and people are always willing to help. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty good. So I just, like, one... I always love the ones about uh, when people are like, this place got stolen. I want to talk about the sale. So many bikes get stolen in the city. Crazy. That's just one kind of thing. Like, oh, there's always somebody that's got something about a bike. But I saw one post today about these grandparents. It was, like, this girl that... Yeah. 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 Nice. So stories and like any of the any of the cat getting returned stories like yeah. touch my heart or like because like dogs I think are easier to find than cats just generally. So whenever the cat stories, like I'm like um like I don't want to get emotional on it, but I like really love love those stories. Okay, I see you back. I know what's my favorite one. Whenever somebody posts looking for human teeth or animals. <laughs> Yeah, there's always some bizarre stuff going on. One of one of our first episodes, uh, one of the first interviews that I ever did for this show was, um, speaking of bikes, was a story. It was picked up by like the CBC and Global and all these things. And it was somebody posted, you know, I lost my bike. Here's a photo, blah, 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 blah. And a couple, you know, like a week later, somebody saw that bike on the street, locked their bike to that bike. And then call, and like message the person like I got your bike, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna wait here for you to come pick it up whatever, and I'm gonna lock my bike to it so that like whoever stole it can't get it back. Oh, nice. But the the twist is that because it was on buns, the guy's standing there waiting, and like another person's kind of creeping up towards the bike, and the guy's like, what, what's going on? 
and the, and the person's like, this is my bike. And, and the guy who had locked his bike to that bike is like, no, it's not. And the first person's like, why is it yours? And he's like, yeah. So they're both claiming that it's their bike, but it turns out both people are, were, were from buns trying to like help out, help out <laughs> because the person who had originally posted that they found the bike just posted a photo and was like, I found your bike, but I have to go, you know, I have like a dinner or something. But here it is. And so two people came to like keep it secure, but they both thought the other one was the bike thief. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was one of the first uh, one of the first stories that we ever did. And I you know, it is nice that every once in a while, like in a city as big as Toronto, people can kind of band together and help people find their lost stuff. And it's yeah. only I've only ever seen something like that on Buns. Well, yeah. it's hard because I think in a city like Toronto with so many people, it's not like a small town where everybody knows everybody and it, it's easy to look out for one another. Yeah. You it's you can very quickly, you know, people become dehumanized because there's just so many people around that like you, yeah. you can't, you don't have space in your brain for everybody on like a, on like a very, very personal level. Yeah. yeah. But Buns kind of helps you. It, I mean, maybe you can kind of like take it story by story and just like take the one story personally, help them in that regard and then just move on, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's really good in that way. And I've never seen anything like it before. So that's why I'm, I'm happy to be doing this. Do you guys have any plans for the future for the show? Uh, I mean, I have one. Yeah. I think we will eventually get some sort of, maybe not drum machine or, or you guys want sound effects. I think you want sound effects, but, but, not for any other reason, just to separate, like segregate stories. Because sometimes it kind of melts together by the way we talk about them. Yeah. And I think we just want a bit of segregation. I know a black guy talking about segregation, but I want some segregation in our podcast between stories so that it just is a bit more, uh, a bit more profesh. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> I picture it like a morning show where you just have like, <laughs> you know, somebody says something wacky and then it just has like that spring noise. Boing. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, maybe maybe we can work something out where you guys do something at one of the Buns events, you know, to start with, and it'd be pretty easy. We maybe we can get some people to come up and tell their Bun stories or something. Who knows? Yeah, but I'd love to uh, I'd love to get something like that going. Well, do you guys have any? I know that you do things outside of the podcast. I know that uh, maybe people don't know this. I don't really hear you promoting stuff. But do you guys have any things coming up that you want to tell people about? Um. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you have anything? I have a couple things. Okay. Just me as my own self. I just have yeah. a, my at LVM comedy, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube that I just launched like a week, uh, a week ago, no, a month ago. Yeah. So I'm like building content on there. So yeah. is it stand up or is it improv? It's uh. Well, some of it's improv. It's like me improvising it into my phone or me like doing stuff. Like I tried the charcoal powder, like whitening powder. Yeah. I just saw that online today, but yeah. for the first time, and I was I like... I have no idea what you guys are talking about. What is this? It's like you get like a soft toothbrush, you wet it, and you dip it in this like charcoal powder, so it's black powder. Yeah. And you brush 
brush your teeth with this black powder for two minutes, and it's like a natural whitening. Yo, can I tell you something? Yeah. Back when I was a kid, my mom used to say, back in Jamaica, they used to take charcoal to whiten their teeth. Yeah. So, so now I'm like... This is like 30 years old. Yeah. These people like doing these, taking these <laughs> tricks that people known forever. But now that it's, you know. Well, charcoal is like a big deal these days. Yeah. Seems, Activated uh, charcoal. Yeah. Mm, good for your gut. Yeah. 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 I, my gut's fine. <laughs> it seems disgusting to me, but I mean, what do I know? <laughs> yeah. We've been using it in cocktails and they mix a lot of cocktails black. So it's, ooh, it's a cool black cocktail. But man, it's just a daiquiri. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That sounds pretty good. It's dope. It's really fun. It's a great time. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you can find all information about me at orinwilliamson.com. I got fancy. I got a website. A um, couple things coming up in the near future. Um, what's it? What's the What's the Saturday? 29th? 25th? I don't know. Saturday. Yeah. Is this dropping? Is this dropping tomorrow? What's that? Is this dropping tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, um. So, yeah. Shit. This This Saturday, uh, comedy bar, 11 p.m. I'm on a show called Rap Battles. Uh, basically, to eat, you and somebody else take on a persona. It could be salt versus pepper. It could be King West versus Queen West. It could be, you know, yeah. bad bitches versus good girls. It can be whatever it is. Okay. And you do a one minute rap versus the other person, and it's winner by applause. So I'm part of that show. And then um, I'm producing a show called Black Brick Comedy. It's going to be a bi monthly show, so every two months. And it's going to be at Black Brick Resto Bar. That's at Bloor and Davenport. Uh, show starts at 9 p.m. I got some killer comics on it. And the headliner, I believe, right now is Ali Hassan. You know him from CBC Comedy. And um, he used to be on George Chavalopoulos' George show when we kept him employed. Yeah, so it's uh, a lot coming out for those couple days. And then definitely nice. more things in the future. So if you have any money left after Black Friday, <laughs> definitely come out and check out Orange Show. Dope. All right. Well, any parting words for the people before we go? You know, what do you want Buns to know? What do you want Buns to know about you that you can't get across in your your, your quick This Week in Buns segment? Um, I'm actually a very deep person. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just a silly bitch and I like to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I, I think know that we come across so much content and we cut so much content that yeah. If you gave us an hour and a half, that still wouldn't be enough time. But it would be more than enough time because it would be boring as shit. But, um, yeah, tell us your cool stories because it's only two of us trying to go over all of Buns. Yep. And so tag them in Facebook. What's your? How do people find you? Um, at Oren Williamson. So O R E N Williamson. Got it. On, on buns though yeah okay Probably. i don't know i'm just <laughs> sure yeah uh, yeah tag us some cool stories because we want to tell your stories especially especially because there are so many stories that we get to tell and there are way more that we don't get to so help us out yeah please yeah all right guys so find them on facebook tag them in the stories go to their shows and uh yeah <laughs> get to know them 
All right. Well, thanks for sitting down and chatting with me. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll do the tarot card thing at some point. Yes, please. Love it. I mean, I would love that <laughs> L- Little crossover content going on. All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Music this week is from the band Beef Boys. They are a Toronto-based three-piece garage punk band. It is very cool. The song we are about to listen to is a song called Melt Melt It Like a Witch. No, I apologize. Melted Like a Witch? I'm not sure. That might be the album name or the song name, and I apologize if I've messed this all up. But here is... Oh, and before that, you can check it out at beefboys.bandcamp.com. Here is the Beef Boys. <laughs> 